0: You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack.
1: QMPodcast.com Thank you for calling the Quality Inn and Suite Denver International Airport. For new reservations, please press 1. For the front desk or all other inquiries, please press 2. Sorry, I didn't get that. Please choose from what, the following options. What did you not get? For new reservations, please press one. For the front desk or all other inquiries, please press two. I press two. Sorry, I still didn't Seriously? get Seriously? You will have one more try before your call is disconnected. Why would you disconnect? Thank you for calling the Quality Inn & Suite, Denver International Airport. For new reservations, please press one. For the front desk or all other inquiries, please press two. Sorry, I still didn't get that. Please try again later. Goodbye.
0: You're stupid. Oh,
1: my God. Thank you for calling the Quality Inn and Suites Denver International Airport.
0: Seriously? Now you work? Wow.
1: Quality Inn, how may I help you?
0: Hi. Could I speak with Jack Helmuth, please? With who, sir? Jack Helmuth.
1: And is he a guest here?
0: I hope so. Yeah, he's in room 315
1: not good. I'll
0: get you
2: transferred over. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nobody is available to take your call what? at the moment. To reach the hotel operator, press zero now.
0: Otherwise, please leave your message after the tone. I finally called your stupid room, and it went straight to voicemail. Uh, after not, it wasn't accepting my pressing number two. I was pressing number two to reach a person and it wouldn't listen to me. And now I got through after talking to whoever at the front desk and you're not there.
1: <sighs> Thank you for calling the quality in and Suites oh. Denver international airport. Yeah. Home of. A- yeah. yeah, no, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is a great hotel. I like it. Yeah. Seriously?
1: Thank you for calling the Quality Inn & Suites Denver International Airport. My pleasure. Home of award-winning yeah. customer
0: service. It's not award-winning. The- it's not award-winning. Not winning any awards. Quality Inn & Suites. how can I help you? All right, I'm trying to get in touch with Jack Helmuth in room 315. And... It went straight to voicemail the first time I tried, and the second time I tried, nobody picked up on you at the front desk. So, he's waiting by the phone.
1: Okay. So three. Okay, f- I can try to transfer you once again. Okay, like. it's
0: three fifteen. Jack Helmuth. Huh.
2: Nobody is available to take your call at the moment. To reach the hotel operator, press zero now. Otherwise, please leave your message after the tone. When finished, you may hang up or press
0: pound for more options. I got to say, when you call the quality in uh, the downtown airport. Oh, that's you. Hello?
2: So why don't you call again?
0: I did. I just went straight to voicemail.
2: It went straight, so it didn't even ring, yes, yeah, for my for my room second time. has it ever rang in my room?
0: I mean, I don't know. he goes on let me transfer you, and then two seconds later, I get like you know your the caller is not available, please leave a message
2: All right. let me call hold on, scan hold on, okay hi, uh my friend uh has been well. It's more of a colleague than a friend uh has been trying to nice. call me um. And every time it goes through, it doesn't ring up here. It just goes straight to voicemail. Is, is there any way to transfer the call so I can
0: speak to him? Yeah, transfer to a different hotel. The Four Seasons. They don't go straight to voicemail.
2: Uh, it just sends him to voicemail. Uh, Brian, does it just send you straight to voicemail?
0: Apparently, because the last few times I've called, i gone straight to voicemail.
2: Yeah, apparently. He said because the last few times he's called, it just goes straight to voicemail. Yes, please. That would be, that sounds like a great idea. Let's Let's try that. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. So, uh, the person saying that the phone may be in, in that do not disturb mode. So they're going to switch that off. Uh, they asked for two to three minutes for the change to go through and then to call again.
0: Okay. <laughs> holy shit! What would our podcast be without like 20 minutes of phone issues every time? I'm, or, or, or computer issues or sound issues. I mean like, Holy shit. All right. Bye. <sighs> Let's make this happen. Quality in Denver, Colorado.
1: Thank you for calling the Quality oh, Inn and Suite, yeah. Denver International Airport, yeah, I know. home of award winning customers. <clears throat>
0: <sighs> <sighs> <clears throat> Just nobody has staff. Yeah, I help you? Hi, could I have Jack Helmuth in room three fifteen, please?
2: Yeah. Ooh. Oh,
0: there we go.
2: Quality in Denver, Jack Helmuth's room.
0: Hi, I'm calling from the Kenny Loggins uh, space program. How are you?
2: Oh, good. I'm I'm good. I'm so glad you guys tracked me down.
0: Well, you know, I you left a message, I uh, call you at the Quality Inn in Denver, Colorado at the airport. I know the message is like a few weeks old, but we've been busy. I got you know, we're understaffed. Uh, our phones don't work properly. Uh, we sometimes don't answer them randomly. Uh, but we're here and we've gotten we've returned your call. So, uh, what do you want to know about the Kenny Logan Space Program?
2: Well, first of all, I, let me say I understand. I know staffing is difficult for everybody. It's hard. I know it is. Well, I, you know, I was just calling because I was, um, you know, I was just Googling Kenny Loggins. Uh, you know, I, I have a Google alert for Kenny Loggins and that sort of thing. And, uh, and I stumbled upon your website and I guess my main question, because you're, you know, uh, it had the sort of the 404, you know, website work in progress message come up. I guess you're still working on the website. Maybe haven't gotten that down. I was just sort of wondering what the Kenny Loggins space program is because, you know, I've always wanted to go to space and I love uh, living in the danger zone.
0: Well, that's the thing. Uh, Kenny Loggins uh, is a big enthusiast. He's always loved space travel, but he's not super involved with what we're doing. We just kind of, we took his name, we paid him for the rights to the name, of course and uh, and we decided to create the Kenny Logan space program you know we cuz if you think about it space is a danger zone right i mean everything in space yeah. wants to kill you uh, it's it's inhospitable it, it, it's yeah, it's not pleasant. It's extremely cold. There's no oxygen. It'll, it'll suck all your, your stuff through your lungs and it'll come out your nostrils and you'll freeze to death all at the same time. You won't even know what hit you. It's just not a friendly place. And we thought, you know, it's a, it's a hell it's, it's It's a super danger zone. Oh my goodness. Kenny Loggins. Can we get him to endorse this space program? Let's find out. Four one one, excuse me, uh, Kenny Loggins in Hollywood, California. Anybody? Yeah, he's right here. He answered the phone as soon as we called, and uh, it was more, he was super happy to sell us uh, the, his his name and, and and his branding.
2: His branding. What is Kenny Loggins' branding?
0: Well, I mean it's a it's a life size cardboard cutout of Kenny Loggins pointing up into the sky. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I mean, that's kind of our logo. Uh, it's, it's, you know, and it's, it's on all of our hats and our spacesuits suits and our ship. And, um, you now, know. It's, now, was he
2: really pointing into space or was he pointing at something else?
0: There was a light that was dangling, uh, from, so, you know, normally when you hang up lights in a studio, they're supposed to be connected, you know, to a chain, a safety chain. Cause these lights are very heavy. If mm-hmm. they fall, they're going to kill an actor. You know, they're gonna hurt so if, if a light falls from a soundstage and hits, say, Tom Cruise, uh, you know, in the noggin, you know, yeah. that guy, he, he's three feet seven inches tall. That that light is almost as tall as he is. And if that hits him, he could be he could be deader than a, a Russian tank jockey. You know what I'm saying? So we have these safety protocols. You have yeah. these chains, yeah. they chain them to the ceiling. That way, if it breaks, the light kind of dangles there. And but nobody gets injured in the process. Okay. There's no lawsuits. And Kenny Uh, when we were doing our photo shoot for the Kenny Loggins Space Program uh, trademark merchandise, uh, he noticed that one of the lights was about to fall. And he pointed up at that and we thought about it for a second. We gave it a good solid few seconds of thinking. And we thought, well, you know, the light's up there, but so is space. This is our logo right here. This is, you know, it's one of these things like if I were an Islamic extremist, I'd be like, God wanted this moment to happen. He made that, that's, he, Kenny Loggins pointed up there, Inshallah, and and then, you know, th- so that was our sign. So there we have it. We have a life-size that's, cardboard that's, cutout of Kenny Loggins.
2: That's a strange religious leap to go to, by the way, with a stranger.
0: You know what? It's When you get into space, you know, you're just awed by by just the, everything. When you come back from space... You, you wind up, and this is, this is a proven fact. You wind up practicing almost all the world's religions simultaneously. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It just, it overwhelms people up there. They're just like, Oh, and they just absorb all the religions and they, and they, they land and they just, they're babbling about everything.
2: I mean, I got to tell you, you know, when you, first of all, it sounds like the the set that you were shooting on is kind of a danger zone as well. I
0: should point that out. It was an affordable soundstage in Tijuana, Mexico.
2: (laughs) What, What other ways do they save money down there?
0: Well, they use the soundstage for pole dancing mostly. So when we're not there, they come in and they set up whole dances and they, they have these beautiful, uh, Mexican, Latina women. A lot of them come up from Panama and the other Latin American countries, Guatemala, Honduras, places like that to make some extra money. Cause you know, sure. a, a lot of Californians like to go to Tijuana when they're not yet 21. Sure. So they can kind of go down there yeah. and, and feel what it's like to be in a country that allows you to drink when you're 18.
2: No, that's, that's great. And, um, how many of your crew got kidnapped player down there?
0: Uh, I mean, you know, well, are you saying kidnapping for ransom or kidnapping to be decapitated? Uh, I guess I was considering both. Uh, we had no ransom kidnappings. We did have a one decapitado, as they, they call it in Spanish and in the decapitation yep. business. And our decapitado, it's it's a tragic story. Um, uh, his name oh. was, his Julio and he, he was from a Monterey and he was a very, very good, a uh, lighting guy. And his, uh-huh. his job was actually to bolt the lights into the ceiling to make sure they don't fall. And <laughs> after we lost him, I'll tell you, thank God Kenny Loggins was there. Why is that? Because he noticed it. He pointed it up there as God intended. And then we got our logo. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, very strange. Um, you know, but the, at the beginning of, uh, you know, a few moments ago during this call, when you were just describing all the terrible uh, ways that space is inhospitable, uh, you you made space sound not very fun. What sort of uh, space program are you if you are. Uh, you know, it sounds like you're not marketing space very well. It sounds like a place I wouldn't want to go. So, t- please tell me about your your business model. You know, because I would prefer to fly with NASA or, I guess, with uh, SpaceX. But that's about it. You know, wh- who are you, and and how do you do business?
0: And we are a, a you know, much like SpaceX and a, and a, all these other uh, new private enterprises. We are we are one of the many new companies that is devoted to getting up there and out there and exploring space and making the most out of it. Okay. And okay. so we have a fairly, uh, it's almost top of the line Volkswagen Jetta. We have filled most of the cracks with silicone. Cause you want to keep the space out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause I, you know, let me tell you what would happen if you, Put that Jetta into space without any silicone in the cracks or anything. You'd, you would, you would have a, a really brutal end. I'll tell you that right now.
2: Okay. So you've got a Jetta. Yep. Now, how are you going to get the Jetta, the almost top of the line Jetta? Uh, how are you going to get that, that bad boy into space?
0: Good question. Good question. That's a very valid question. Thanks. Uh, well, as, Thanks. You, as you know, you know, there's a variety of, of agencies that are sending rockets into space. You know, yep. are they going to mind if a Volkswagen Jetta pulls onto the tarmac, fires a little crossbow <laughs> attaches to the ship and and, and uh, hitches a ride? I don't think so. They got bigger fish to fry. They got other things to worry about than some little dude uh, astronaut uh, in a Kenny Loggins themed Volkswagen Jetta tagging along for the ride. just, <laughs> You know, share, share the love, share the road. You know, you're driving and you see those signs, share the road. Well, share the space. I guess so. And you know what? I guess
2: so. Uh,
0: Up there. It's going to be, you know, once you're up there, you're in the brotherhood of man. You don't, you don't, you're not a country anymore. You don't represent a country. You're just there from mankind. So when they look out the window and they see a guy in a Volkswagen Jetta attached with a, a thin cable they got from Ace Hardware they're going to be like, you know what? I don't know who that is, but he's one of us. He's a human. He's out here in space.
2: Wow. That is a beautiful way of looking at it. Is that sort of uh, the way you're, um, you know, you're the first astronaut that you guys sent off into space when, when he came back, was that what he was
0: saying? Well, no, here's the thing. Uh, when you reenter, you know, there's a whole bunch of physics and stuff going on when you re-enter. I don't know if you know this, but uh-huh. stuff, you know, and if you did, I wish you had told us because, you know, when you're coming in, stuff heats up. I, you know, d- does that make sense to you? Because it doesn't make sense to me. Like space is cold, but suddenly you're, you're yeah. the undercarriage of your Volkswagen Jetta is, is on fire and your tires are melting. Does that make sense to you? Because it was freezing two seconds ago. And now everything's on fire and yeah. Kent is, Kent is screaming and screaming. And, you know, th- that makes no sense to me. Cause you know, earlier he was, he was bitching about how freaking cold it was. All right. I can't feel my fingers. I can't feel my fingers. The steering wheel's not doing anything. And and then suddenly he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. Uh-huh. You know, what, what's this? I don't know. And this is, this is what you do. Right. You learn, you know, there were, before we got to the moon, that was 11 Apollos, right? There were 11 Apollos before that. Yeah, that's right. You know, you you, you yep. learn, you do things. So the first Apollo, a couple of guys died. It's sad, you know, then you do the second one, third one, fourth one, fifth, but then finally you get there. That's so I consider Kent to be like our Apollo one. All right. We're going to make a few mistakes along okay. the way. You know, are we going to run yeah. out of line of credit with the Volkswagen dealership? Probably, you know, but there's GoFundMe. <laughs> We can get a GoFundMe. Uh-huh. Go. As long as we don't get political, uh, we, we can get a GoFundMe. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we can get the Jettas. We yeah. can, we can learn our lessons. We can use more a uh, sealant on the cracks that are in a Jetta because, you know, Jettas are imperfect. We know this. I know if you, you fill the get trunk, you put a trunk full of honeybees in there, they're going to come back dead. I get it. I get it. <laughs> what? why would you put honeybees in the trunk of a jetta science? I don't know if you know this, they do a lot of science (laughs) up there. They do experiments. Yes, they do. It's a very important science actually. So they do experiments. And so that was our experience. What happens to honeybees when you open the trunk of your Volkswagen jetta in space? And I can tell you what happens. (laughs) They flash freeze. they, They flash freeze and they, and they drift out into space. And they become these frozen projectiles that are now circling the planet at an incredible rate of speed, placing the International Space Station at risk. I know this now. I didn't know this before.
2: When, and now the world knows it. No one's ever thought to release honeybees from the trunk of a jetta into space. No. Someone has to be the first to do it.
0: We did it. And we're not going to do it again because we know what happens. So you move on. You get orangutans.
2: Almighty. <laughs> All right, let, let, last question. So, it, uh, you know, it took them to 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 get to uh, Apollo Eleven. Yeah, and it was on their eleventh uh, Apollo that yeah. they finally succeeded. Yep. So, uh, w- what are you on? Kent was one. What are you on? Like two or three?
0: Logins two. <laughs> okay. So, Logins two is going to be different. It's going to be a Volkswagen mm-hmm. Jetta. It's it, it's going to be. um, we're not sure which color we you know, beggars can't be choosers. Whatever the dealership is yep. going to let us have. It might not be a top mm-hmm. of the line engine. We learned that the engine doesn't really matter up there. It doesn't do much. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I would, if we can figure out how a gyroscope works or something, we can stop all the hurtling. Cause Kent was really not into that. I could tell you that he was nauseated. Uh, he was complaining about spinning. <laughs> There's a lot of spinning in space. Uh I don't know if you know this. We learned this in, in uh, Logins one. That there's a lot, if you don't have thrusters to kind of even things out, you can just kind of be in this weird hurtling spinning cartwheeling thing. Uh, You know, which is kind of cool in the sense that, you know, you're in space. You're not going to hit like a, 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 like a, a bank or the median of the highway or a guardrail or anything. It's not like you you had one too many and you're trying to make your way home and went off the road. You're just in space. It's vast. And you can just spin forever. And that's what part of Kent is doing. I would imagine. Cause not all of it came through. <laughs>
2: yeah, same could be said of Kent.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. logins one. I'll i will admit it was what we call a catastrophic failure in the, in this private space business. <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah. I'm glad to know those terms. Um, well, geez, uh, you know, I, I think maybe I'm going to wait to uh, submit my application until you're a little bit more field tested.
0: Well, you know, I wish you wouldn't do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I understand.
0: Uh, I got to tell you, there is a, already a uniform with your name in it and <laughs> uh, we have a spacesuit uh, that's Ooh. that's got your name on it. Uh, your name. Oh, that's is,
2: cool. Big it, fancy official spacesuit.
0: Yep, we've written your name on this on the driver's side door of the Jetta, the loggins themed Jetta has on the side. It says Captain Jack Helmuth, Logins wow. Two. If you're gonna walk away from that, tell me now. SpaceX has a launch in about a week. What say you? I try calling your hotel back uh, in the next. <laughs> I'll give you an hour, and in hopefully. Uh, they can figure out how the phones work, and I can actually reach you, and you can give me your answer.
2: Okay, that that's fair. I'm not sure how I could turn down a car with my, my name painted on.
0: You know what? <laughs> You're going to the danger zone, buddy. Woo!
2: <laughs> well, that was one of those... Weirdest bits we've ever done, Brian. Oh yeah. And by the way, this is, uh, all this should just be a part of the show. This, uh, breakdown of it. That was uh, extremely fun. I, I didn't want it to end because I just, there's so many absurd
0: possibilities that I wanted to explore. Yep. Kenny Loggins space program.
2: Kenny Loggins space program. Now you know, uh, that I w- visited NASA in 2019 in Houston, actually, uh, almost three years ago to the day. Um, and was was you know in the original mission control for the Apollo eleven through thirteen, and uh, it was amazing, just amazing access. I, I got to be in um, uh, an actual space capsule that is going into space, and and to see the uh, claustrophobic nature of it, just how little room there is. Yeah, uh, just mortifying to be up there with just locked in that little tube. I mean, I, I can't imagine.
0: My youngest son went to two military camps this year and he, the first one was an aviation themed camp that that was at the Huntsville space center. It's called, you know how they have space camp? Yep. So they have an aviation version, which is more military. So space camp is for like space nerds and then the aviation one is more like a military themed aviation camp. But afterwards you get a tour of the Huntsville space and rocket center. And then we looked at, I mean the, the mercury and the Gemini capsules. I mean, those things are tiny. And those guys were in there for like yeah. a crazy amount of time. Like, I think, yes. I think the Gemini was, I mean, was it like a week or something that they're just like just sitting there maybe even longer. My son was telling me cause yep. he, he reads and remembers everything. He's like a miniature Christopher Hitchens and he just sits there telling me all these facts right. and he's like freaking me out. Like, you gotta be kidding me. The guy sat in like that position for that long. It's like flying economy for two weeks. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds terrible.
0: I have nothing but respect for those guys.
2: That's great. So, so how was, um, how was your son's, uh, two military camp experiences this summer?
0: Um, you know, he, he actually seems to have enjoyed it because the, the second one he went to is called extreme military challenge and it's in uh, battleground, Alabama mm-hmm. at camp Liberty. Okay. And it's just a bunch of Army. Sounds
2: like an FX show.
0: It's a bunch of Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard dudes. They're all, you know, they're all training people. And it's uh, fairly authentic. You know, it's as close as you get to joining the Army without joining the Army. And he, last year he did the boot camp. So this year he comes back as a cadet. So he was a recruit last year. This year he's a cadet. And he's, um, so you have privileges. You have a longer lunch. You're not yelled at by the drill instructors as much. Um, you can take electives. Like he studied, there's the combat field leadership course. So he learned like battle tactics wow. and stuff. So like he would actually know how to play uh, airsoft or paintball. If we ever played, he'd be like, Oh no, this is how you do it. Dad, you point your gun that way. I'm going this way. Wow. Yeah. So he, he, I that's think
2: he great. liked it. I, I know you guys, uh, that, that's wonderful. That's great. Now I, I remember you telling me, um, that as soon as he came back from, camp that you guys had a, like a really, really memorable kind of uh, a controversial game of paintball with, um, some I guess, some people in your hometown. Would you, would you mind telling us what happened?
0: Yeah, I mean, he learned all these new tactics um, and he wanted to kind of practice them. And I was like, I wasn't humoring him. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So uh, we just kind of went to the nearby town and we... <laughs> basically just invaded the town. He, he had me do up we he had me do up the car. We have like a small SUV and he had me do that up like it was a tank. And we rolled into town yeah. and then he just started yeah. ordering people around and then and you know lining them up and then uh, shooting the males with a paintball gun. <laughs> and yeah, but that's, you know so I was like what is this? He's like this is the Russian way. I'm like what I thought you went, this was a, in battleground, oh, in Alabama, God. this military camp. He's like, no dad, this, you know, it's a, it's a cover. You, you think it's during the Bible belt and it's a military camp in Alabama. Oh. So it has to be all America. He's like, no dad. And he winks at me in Russian. Oh. And yeah. And it's a Russian wink. And so I, I was like, Damn. Oh my God. So this was a Russian military camp. And he's like, dah, dad, da, And I was like, Oh, and then he just, he <laughs> shot, he showed me all the different techniques.
2: Okay. So, so tell me about the continuation of the, the siege of this <laughs> up upstate town, sort of think, to our listeners, sort of think of Woodstock.
0: Yeah. So, well, there's like a, there's a Stewart's, this little, it's a you know, gas station grocery store, but they also have sandwiches and pizza yeah. and hot dogs and ice cream. And he, he you know, he, he threw a Molotov cocktail in there. And you know, s- sets the place ablaze. People come out screaming. They're like, "Why?" You know, you threw a Molotov cocktail. He's like, "No, you you guys are a military base." And they're like, "No, we're a stewards. We're a convenience store." And he's like, "No, no, you're a military base." And he just turned to me, oh. and then I kind of was playing his foreign minister. So I'm like, "Yeah, it's you know, this is a military base. This is uh, Fort Humvee." And uh, and you know, people look they they look they screamed at us and stuff, but we were just we looked very confident in what we were saying. Yeah, I think wow. we, we've neutralized the, the Nazis here. You're all Nazis.
2: <laughs> well, I, I love that this is like a little sort of become a father-son kind of like cute little outing thing.
0: Yeah, because you know, I missed him. He was gone for a few weeks and then, and then he's back and here we are bonding and, and, and you know, winning. We're, we're denazifying yeah. Stuarts.
2: <laughs> and, and you guys, uh, now I remember you said you texted me something about going to the, the, the big church in town.
0: Well, it's a, you know, it's a Unitarian Universalist church, uh, okay. not Russian Orthodox. So we desecrated it, you know, as you do. Um, and you know, we just, uh, he jumped up there on the altar and he just defecated and you know, I just cheered him on and I made a TikTok video and, you know, we just kind of set it to music and. Uh, it was, you know, it was, we, we spent, it was, uh, this is bonding time. You know, this time is fleeting, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's a teenager and, uh, fairly soon he's going to be going somewhere else to occupy some other place. And so I want to get, you know, I want to get all the time I can now.
2: I mean, as a father, I mean, it's actually difficult for me to talk about because, you know, I think about that and, you know, just to think that your boy, your little boy, the little baby boy he you brought into this earth yeah, uh, and into this world won't want to, you know, in a couple of years, Brian, maybe even just a year isn't going to want to go with you anymore to, to take poops in churches.
0: I know. And I, you know, I took him and I, I put my hands on his shoulders and I looked him really close and I said, listen, if you die in action, I get a cheap car. Yeah. Keep that in mind. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just love stories like this. This is great.
0: It's just it's love. It's it's well, it's what it's all about.
2: It really is. And and how did it end? Uh, you know, you guys obviously went home, and the, the town can't have been pleased.
0: Well, I mean, initially the idea was he was going to take the whole town, and then mm-hmm. you know the the town got all uppity and and was like giving giving him grief, and so he changed his objectives. Yep. He's like, I, I didn't never wanted the whole town, you dinks. And he said, "Dink." And I, and God, love him for that. And right. uh, so he's like, "You little dinks." Right. Uh, I, you know, I never wanted the whole town. I just wanted to denazify the Stuarts and uh, maybe this fire hydrant over here. So you know, he's he's changed his goals. He's moved his goalposts. Right. It's more attainable now because it's much easier to defend. Boy. Uh, an an out-of-service fire hydrant with a paintball gun than it is to take the whole town with all its little, you know, gun-toting freak show people. They're Second yeah. Amendment. There's Second Amendment people.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. Well, it really sounds like he uh, he learned the um, the Russian way of doing things. It's really awesome. Da. Congratulations.
0: Spussy So, Brian. Yes, Jack. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All right, good. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm not bad. Yeah. All right. You know how mm-hmm. it is. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm a little, I'm, I'm tired. I'm legitimately tired. Did you, did you tired. buy a
0: house and have to move uh, into I, it? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I packed up, uh, everything. In my house uh, for the week leading up to uh, this past Sunday when the movers came. Um, and it was a, a hellish, awful experience. Uh, the last two days, two and a half days, I guess, really starting Friday night of the intense packing, you know, getting four hours of sleep, waking up and continuing to pack was not particularly fun. And then, you know, kids are crying because they don't want to leave. <laughs> uh, the wife's crying because she doesn't want to be married to me. No, not, no, no the kids No, the kids are sad. Why? It's not funny. The kids are
0: sad to be leaving their friends. No, no. I, I understand that. It just makes me happy. I mean, I, I know it makes them sad. No, I get it.
2: <laughs> I forgot how much you hate my kids.
0: I just, I mean, I want to talk to your daughter. I want her to, I want to just say like, Eden, listen, you will never see these kids again. You'll never see them again. Ever, <laughs> ever. They're history just like uh, my friend Kirsten or whatever god, her name is up. i never saw her again she's gone it's like she's died oh doesn't exist in my world
1: wow
0: i just want her to understand that
2: just just because she just because she leaves your sight she's dead
0: yeah and she lives next door but i just refuse to acknowledge her she's out of i said as soon as you step out of my driveway you're out of my life and she oh, did god defiantly stepped off the driveway. She wanted to go home. She wanted to go home. And that was that. Well, she should know better. That's what I kept yelling.
1: You, you,
2: <laughs> you can't be, you've got to know that you can't be invited someone to, to someone's place by someone without then you have to get permission to leave.
0: Uh, I've always said that it's, it's printed on the signs at the end of the driveway. I think it's fairly obvious what I expect, my expectations, but um, some people don't care. And those people are dead to me or dead. Not saying I did it. <laughs> right. Just saying they're not here
2: anymore. Now, wait, wait. Now, now remind me what that sign says, because I I remember pulling up and was like, I don't have time to read this.
1: This There's a lot of rules here.
0: It says, no leafing with no persimmon. Hmm. And the problem is, I outsourced this sign to Etsy. Uh, It was a guy, (laughs) Kumil, he was from Mumbai. And I think he uh, quite honestly did some kind of weird Google translate thing or something. He didn't really pay attention to what I was saying. The sign, it was supposed to say no leaving without permission. I got no leafing with no permission persimmon. And you know, which are all words that exist. So I get it. Uh, and based on Etsy policy, I can't return it. I paid $75 for it. Ah. Uh, And it's one of these things, you know, I'm hoping people kind of get the gist of it, which is why underneath there's another sign that's supposed to say, I hope you get the gist of this. (laughs) What does it say? I don't know. It's all squiggles because I outsourced it uh, to Thailand.
2: (laughs) I didn't even bother to translate it back into English.
0: I I guess not. It's just a lot of loops and and squiggles. And I had one guy over here. uh, He was from Cambodia. He had no idea what it said. Khmer Rouge killed his
2: dad. (laughs) Why share that detail?
0: Because the Khmer Rouge killed everybody's dad. It's kind of a given. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I guess that is true.
2: All right. Fair enough. So uh, the, see, you're tired. You're tired. I am. You're so sleepy. I'm I'm tired. And now I'm in, um, Colorado for, uh, for work for our big, uh, the the big event of our entire year is, uh, this weekend. And now I'm in Colorado to uh, deal with
0: that. What's the big event?
2: Uh, It's a big summit where, um, A lot of the top partners at our organization come to uh, hear presentations about what uh, the plans are for the organization, for our philanthropic um, uh, endeavors. And um, it's a pretty powerhouse uh, lineup of folk who show up. And it's at the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs. And it's going to be pretty dope.
0: Give me some names. Who are these people?
2: I, that I, I actually can't do. And who else? Um, well, uh, I mean, obviously uh, Mrs. Wilford Brimley will be there. We're very that's a, That was a big get for us. The widow. Yeah. The widow. Um, we we're supposed to have Tony Dow and then he died and then he didn't die. And now I probably will be dead again by the time we are at summit. So he's probably going to cancel on us.
0: That's the dude from leave it to beaver.
2: Yeah, that was going to be a really big uh, get. Yeah, Um, obviously Don McLean. Very excited to you know
0: American Pie fame.
2: Yeah, great. He he says uh, you know America a lot in his songs. We figured that would probably resonate.
0: So does Neil Diamond. Yeah, that was that was a hard no. Here coming to America today. I was showing my dad this weekend how to use Alexa. First thing he says is, Alexa, play Neil Diamond. That's amazing. So then I listened to Neil. He had a lot of hits. I I would say Turn On Your Um, Heartlight is probably not the best of them, but there's a lot of hits.
2: Now, Neil Diamond, if I remember, you're you're quite a music buff. Yeah. Um, Neil Diamond, that song, I'm Coming to America, um, was, it's sort of like a lot of people confuse Born in the USA to be this like patriotic theme. Right. When in fact, it's sort of a, a protest about how terrible the Vietnam War was. Now, right. apparently the, the Neil Diamond song also has a very different meaning. Would you mind sharing that with folks?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was basically, um, it was about uh, Al Qaeda. What? Yeah, we're coming to America. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if you, do you remember the original <laughs> music video. Vaguely. These two guys who look slightly Islamic militant Uh, get up in the back row of the plane and they start singing, you're coming to America. And they high five each other today. And then they make their way down the aisle of the plane And as they're doing they're, they're punching babies and women in the side of the head. And then they get right up to the cockpit and they're like today. And they open up the door and they yank the pilots out and they beat them to death. And then they close the door and then the video ends with them flying. You know where. Yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, No. I sort of, I guess I maybe don't remember that part of the video.
0: The Capitol Records building in Los Angeles.
2: <laughs> Why would Neil Diamond
0: do this? He hated Capitol Records because they turned him down.
2: <laughs> so His answer wasn't just to make more money for Columbia Records or whatever, whatever label signed him. It was to do a, a, like a... a a long, long play on yeah. joining, helping form and, that and whole, join Al-Qaeda.
0: Yeah. That whole song was about getting Al-Qaeda to blow up the Capitol records building in Los Angeles, a very iconic round building in, in LA. Yeah. Uh, and that was the whole shtick. And he was really hoping to rile up these jihadists to, to, to do his bidding. He's a bit of an evil person. And uh, he was trying to rile, rile up these, these guys. And somewhere along the line, they got a different idea. And he feels very badly about this.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. He feels very badly. Well, I mean, I guess it's promising, I guess. Well, and so certainly a, a song like Sweet Caroline. Yeah. You know, it just must be about a girl he had a crush on or something. There's, there can't be anything, you know, sort of special or different about Sweet Caroline. I mean, that's, that's the song they play at, uh, you know, every game at a Red Sox game and the whole stadium sings along. I mean, it's a, one of the, the most beloved sing-along songs, uh, in American music history.
0: Yeah. But originally it was about sweet Carolina, specifically Southern Carolina. Okay. And it was kind of a pro-slavery anthem.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. They, you know, it, it's been twisted to something nicer now. But back then he was like, sweet, sweet Carolina. You're so much better than the other Carolina, meaning North. And right. And the whole thing was about him. He just, the whole, I don't know if you remember the video, but he's just, he's, he's playing a plantation owner and he's, he's walking as he's singing and there's all these people behind him that he owns. And it's, it's, you know, it's extremely, I mean, nowadays, I mean, back then you know, in the eighties, you're just like, yeah, that's normal. But now, you know, you're like, that's terrible. You know, things right. change, things change. He really, I guess he loved slavery and people don't know what, that about Neil. But Diamond.
2: Then, what is the lyric? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I don't think they do. What? Okay. They, they're um, um, uh, Hands, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. Yeah. Sweet Caroline. I, what does that part mean?
0: That means keeping people from running away running off of your property. So my hand touching your hand, grabbing you, pulling you back. He was really into slavery. Yeah.
2: He was so into it. So into it. Uh, Sweet Caroline, good times never seemed so good. Yeah. For him. What does that,
0: what does that mean? For him. It's great. You got all these people working for you for free. I mean, sure. There are are moral and ethical quandaries, but he wasn't, he wasn't dealing with that. He was just, he was enjoying oh, yeah. the fruits of their labor. Quite evil.
1: That's
2: crazy.
0: Yeah, there was different times back in the nineteen. Well, I mean,
2: that's true, and all these horrifying music videos. Well, certainly, "Forever" and "Blue Jeans." You know, there can't be anything to that. That would reveal something terrible about Neil Diamond." I mean, thankfully, that's just a sweet little goofy song.
0: You'd think. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. Wait, am I wrong? Uh, you're very wrong. It's about sweatshops. <laughs> No kidding. Yeah. So it starts off, I don't know if if you remember the video, uh, and he's walking through what's clearly a sweatshop with these young Asian kids uh, sewing denim. Uh And he's saying money talks, it don't sing a dance, and it don't walk. And he points to one of the kids who's, who's chained to his table. Until he produces the number of blue jeans, and he has a quota every day, uh-huh. and you know, and it's forever in blue jeans means you know these people forever making you blue jeans, making you a wealthy man, Neil Diamond, at the expense of these poor kids right. from what Cambodia. What
2: garbage, Neil Diamond is.
0: Yeah, it's surprising. You 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 think he's this nice guy, and it turns out he is a sweatshop owner, a slave owner. Um, it's 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 depressing, and you know, it's it's. I mean, nine eleven is on this guy. And he knows it. He knows it. You know, and the sad thing is, he doesn't even wear his blue jeans, his brand, because uh, they—they're not. It's low quality. It's like shrimp from an Asian farm. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Last question. Yeah. I'm I'm rusty. It's been a while since I've seen it. How How does that video end?
0: Forever in blue jeans. Uh, it just ends with him basically standing in front of his factory and you see the whistle mm-hmm. blow, but nobody comes out of the factory because only he's off.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and then he grabs a Michelob and he sits back mm-hmm. and he drinks his beer and he's just money of you know, forever in blue jeans, babe. And he looks back at his factory. You can see in the window, wow. the kids toiling. They're all about eight. <laughs> And he just turns to the camera and he smiles.
2: And he's got a shotgun on his lap,
0: right? Shotgun on his lap, and he's got diamonds on his teeth. Neil Diamond. He just smiles. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Yeah. That's sick. Wow. What an irredeemable piece of garbage Neil Diamond is. Sorry
0: to ru- I'm sorry to ruin Neil Diamond for so many people, but the truth has to be told.
2: Well, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having the courage to come on here and say it. You should tell your dad this. Your, a, your dad's culpable.
0: I did tell him that. I did tell him that.
2: And what did your dad say?
0: He He made me get out of his house. We haven't talked since, but you know, he'll, he'll warm up to the truth at some point. I've, I mean, I know there's an Alex Jones documentary out there that'll, that'll convince him he's wrong. (laughs) All right, Jack, that was an episode.
2: Yeah. Technically we spoke for enough time to create an episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, Review us and all that. Yeah. Thank you. Love the reviews. They make me so happy. They do. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Good night, America. That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform.
1: Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com.